0: Welcome to the main course. I'm Barbara Castiglia, and today we're going to be talking about food that's taking over the world. In a way, it's already done really, really well in Philippine base, but now you know it's starting to take hold in the United States. Talking about Jollibee, if you're not familiar with it, it's a really unique, different kind of menu. I'm going to talk a lot about that. With me is Mary Beth Dela Cruz, who's the president of Jollibee North America. So welcome, Mary Beth. So first, tell me about you know the concept itself you want to do a little bit of the history. I know a little bit about, you know, how the family started off as, you know, kind of in the dessert category. And then we're making these other warm dishes and then kind of just threw it up and said, hey, let's just do this. So if you kind of give a, a little bit of the history and the concept of what Jollibee is. Okay. Well,
1: thank you, Barbara, for inviting us to your podcast. Jollibee Foods Corporation is actually one of the fastest growing Asian restaurant companies in the world. So far, we are already in 34 countries, operating a little over 5,800 stores in different areas. Currently, we are at 79 store locations here in North America, and uh, we continue to grow. As you mentioned, Jollibee really had humble beginnings. It started out as like two small Ice cream parlors back in the Philippines, where our chairman who was and founder who was fresh off from college, like, you know, just wanted really to put up a business to help raise the family. And, you know, currently, you know, it's now this big global restaurant company that's, you know, really just growing aggressively across the world. So yeah, that's what Jollibee is all about.
0: So what's your background in the restaurant industry and how did you come to Jollibee?
1: Well, uh, I have been with Jollibee for 30 years already, and, you know, I started uh, out as one of the chief managers in one of the restaurants back in the Philippines. And, you know, through the years, I've grown into uh, various leadership positions in operations. In 2005, I was tasked with role of being the general manager for uh, our West Coast operations in the United States. At that time, you know, really, you know, it was a rough start to some extent when Jollibee first Started here in the United States. So, you know, my mission then was to, uh, together with my team, was to check and see if really there's, you know, potential for Jollibee to grow in North America. And, you know, right now, 2022, we're gearing up for an aggressive growth. And we've been through tough times, but we've gone through, like, you know, all the challenges and are now ready to grow brand Jollibee in North America.
0: I always love to hear the stories of when people actually stay and have a career at a company because I think it says a lot. But what is it about Jollibee that made you want to stay for such a long time? You know, Jollibee is
1: like, you know, the the vision of the company is to become one of the uh, the top five restaurant companies in the world. And, you know, I so love the mission of spreading the joy of eating to everyone. And, you know, I mean, joy of eating is not just about, you know, delivering great tasting food, but ensuring also that, you know, there's service that is jolly and warm and makes people feel at home. And, you know, just really being able to put a smile to the faces of our customers, just really, you know, really resonates with me. We have five core values that we hold near and dear to our hearts. It aligns very well with my own personal values. And so I think those actually are you know the things that made me stay all these years with the company. It's also a company that is empowering a lot of its leaders. You know, I mean, I've been assigned here in North America. It's far from where the basis is or our corporate office is. But, you know, there's empowerment to like really, you know, really manage the brand and grow the brand. And, you know, the trust and confidence that is given to me by our leadership and by the owners really just is motivating for me to like, you know, continue to grow with the mission of the business and the company. Can you quickly go over what those five core values are? The five core values are customer first, okay? Um, The spirit of family and fun, honesty and integrity. We also have speed with excellence. And the last one is humility to listen and learn. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that like, you know, our owners are always espousing, like, you know, just be humble enough to listen and learn and, you know, just know that there are things that you can get from the outside and learn from it and apply in the business.
0: Do you still get out into the stores and talk to the workers? And I, I can imagine that they respond well, being that you were in their shoes at one point. Yeah, I do that a lot. In fact,
1: yesterday, I just came from our opening in Vancouver. So we opened our very first store in, in the province of British Columbia. I stayed there for opening day, which is February 25 up to about March 1. And, you know, it just really helped out in, you know, managing lines and helping out our team members like serve the customers. It was actually a blockbuster opening. We had lines that were three blocks long, about three hours to about five hours wait. I mean, customers were really waiting patiently in line, really excited to, you know, try again or try Jollibee and, you know, really get acquainted again with, you know, what we offer and our taste of home. I do enjoy talking a lot with our team members, working side by side with them, and really just conversing with them and finding out, like, you know, how else can we help them out and how else can we make things better for them so, you know, they have, like, you know, they operate in an environment that is happy and is like
0: a second family to them. Right. So probably the main reason that those people were lining up is your unique menu. And can you explain some of the, you know, some of the, the top menu items? And, you know, what are some of the things that you personally when you're there that that you look forward to eating?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, Jollibee has this unique and diverse menu that really separates us and differentiates us from other players in the QSR industry. And, you know, the main bestseller is actually our Chicken Joy. The Chicken Joy is a bone-in fried chicken, and it's not really just any kind of fried chicken. It has this delightful, light crisp it okay on the outside and really juicy on the inside and you know believe it or not it's actually best paired with our own signature gravy so some people like freak out like you know what do you do with the gravy it's actually dip you dip your chicken joy into the gravy and it just actually all these flavors explode okay after you dip it in gravy we also have recently launched our uh, Jollibee chicken sandwich which is our play of like you know just there's all these chicken sandwiches that are being launched out there. But ours is like, you know, we put our own unique twist to it with an umami mayo and put in a, it's double hand breaded, okay, chicken breast fillet, and then spread with umami mayo and put on toasted brioche bun. We have a spicy version of it, which is really good. It has sriracha mayo and like, you know, just really having this uh, fresh jalapeno that makes it like, you know, that it gives it that fresh taste and that fresh crunch to it our signature peach mango pie that's actually a must item to try a Jollibee. We import it from the Philippines. It's made of real Philippine mangoes. And Philippines is known for like, you know, really uh, one of the best tasting mangoes in the world. So we bring that in. It's inside the pie together with some peaches. And the crust is unique in a way that it is light and crispy. And then, you know, something that is refreshing as a drink and unique to Jollibee is our pineapple quencher. So uh, it's a tropical drink. It's, you know, really good. We sell a lot of it. And, you know, just really having a spicy chicken joy with a dessert of peach mango pie and a refreshing drink of the pineapple quencher. That's my go-to meal in a Mm Jollibee. I always make sure that when I go there, I need to have
0: those products for either lunch or dinner. (laughs) Right. And you also have burgers and you have something that's not usually found in the QSR fast food market, which is a Filipino version of spaghetti. Um, absolutely. We call it our Jolly Spaghetti.
1: And it is our own take on like what spaghetti is. It is sweet. There's a sweet, smoky note to it, okay, with hot dogs and ground beef. And it's really actually paired a lot with our Chicken Joy. So um, people would usually get like, you know, two pieces of Chicken Joy with spaghetti and make it as their meal. So it's a unique side dish to some extent, okay, but it's really delicious. A lot of kids actually
0: love the Jolly Spaghetti mm mm-hmm. And, you know, are there other menu items that, you know, the average North American audience wouldn't be familiar with? Well, we have this dish that we call our uh, palabok fiesta.
1: That's actually, like, if you're familiar with Filipino food, they, they we, we have the pancit, okay? So this is like a noodle dish that's made of rice noodles and topped with you know, a garlic shrimp sauce. Okay. And it has all these, uh, toppings of, uh, pork cracklings, egg, spring onions and parsley flakes and shrimp. And you actually, you actually put a spritz of lemon in it. Okay. To like, you know, just really bring out the taste. It's actually like non Filipinos when they try it, when they do uh, come in and, you know, try it, they are actually pleasantly surprised on how tasty that product is. So you
0: have chicken and burgers. Uh-huh. So who do you think is your main competition and how do you think you compare?
1: Well, uh, mostly we consider ourselves as playing in the chicken category. I mean, chicken, the chicken industry has been growing by lips and bounds. And majority of our product mix is all about chicken. And so we consider ourselves as playing in that
0: particular category obviously you know we passed two oh you know we're going into the third year of the pandemic and you're still growing so what what would you say the brand's pandemic experience has been like? well you know
1: pandemic actually did impact, almost everybody in the in the industry, especially the food service industry, we have been very fortunate to have gone through it and still continue to grow. In fact, like last year, we grew by as much as 40%. But you know, through the pandemic, we did encounter like, you know, we had to close some locations just because they were inside malls. Okay. But um, certainly, aside from those locations, we continue to operate. We made sure that like, you know, our employees are safe and secure working in the restaurants. You know, before The pandemic hit, we actually didn't have any delivery service. We were planning in 2020 to sort of like, you know, launch delivery service towards the latter part of 2020. But, you know, March came, pandemic came, and, you know, just really the necessity of putting it really quickly in place. And so by April, we already had a partnership with DoorDash to put in delivery service because, you know, I mean, people didn't want to go out. And so there has to be a way for them to access the brand. And we had to put that in. We also had to quickly put into place our online ordering system via our website, our our web, and also our app. It's not like, you know, I mean, Still not customized, but we're working on customizing it. But, you know, it got the job done in terms of, like, you know, having that ability of customers to just access us and order and, you know, we're able to bring it to them. Now, drive-through was also one of the channels that worked pretty well during the pandemic. Again, fortunately, oh, uh, almost half of our system of stores or locations have the drive-through facility. But, you know, we also had to make modifications, okay, so that we're able to serve the long line of cars. We have to make sure that we need we put in processes, okay, um, to make sure that, you know, the service is, you know, is more efficient, so that, you know, the long line of cars can be served in a timely manner. So, those are the things that we did during the pandemic. Again, because of limited manpower, you know, because of the pandemic, we also had to focus on just really selling our best sellers, okay? I mean, as you see, we have a wide array of menu, and so there were certain um locations wherein we had to just focus the menu on the best sellers to have or to eliminate complication at the store level and uh, make sure that you know the products are there which are the favorites anyway of the customers also because of the change behavior wherein people are at home stay at home and so they order now not just for individuals but actually for the entire family and so we had to come up with you know group meals family meals Uh, again To make it very, very convenient for
0: customers when it comes to ordering. So those are some of the things that we did. Right. So the off-premise program really became, you know, something that you put a focus on.
1: Exactly. And you know what? Even though, you know, in 2021, like, you know, some of the restrictions have eased up already. And so we began to open up again our dine-in. It has never gotten to that level yet prior to the pandemic. Okay. um. So I guess there's still some hesitation on the part of the customers to, like, you know, really uh, come in and dine. Okay. So, uh, but the off-premise, as long as you have that, it actually is a big part of the business. And um, to make sure that, you know, I mean, there's still avenues for customers to access the brand. So we continue to focus on developing our off-premise channels. In fact, we are developing prototypes that, like, you know, we'll have multiple drive-through lanes, even really promote curbside pickup, also uh, customizing our website for better customer experience. And, you know, just really having those, you know, pickup points, um, specific pickup points in the store so that customers, is it's easy for them to way find where they need to pick up their orders with, you know, less interaction
0: should they want that. So you talked still the the growth amount was still very impressive, even for a non-pandemic year. So, you know, where is that growth going? And, you know, what do you look for in a location now? Are you are you seeing, though, that drive through did really great. So we're going to really focus on drive through or is it is that just only part of it? Well,
1: well, the vision of the company is to become one of the top five restaurant companies in the world. And North America has been identified as a strategic pillar in that growth for our overall business for Jollibee Foods Corporation. Our goal is to get to to operate 500 stores eventually, okay, in the next five to seven years. We're at count 79 right now. So you can just imagine the kind of growth trajectory that is going to happen in the next years. In terms of um, locations, we actually do prioritize drive-thru Okay, because those I think actually allows us to uh, open up different avenues for customer access to the to, to the brand. We're focusing a lot on that one. We're also um, looking at building our franchising program. There's been a lot of you know inquiries on you know franchising the business. We have held off on it for some years now, but we do realize as well that franchising is a key strategy for us to move to that key number of getting to 500 store locations in five to. seven. Seven years.
0: So, what is it that you'll be looking for in a franchisee partner?
1: First and foremost, it has to be a franchisee that aligns well with, you know, our corporate values. It's important that there has to be alignment there and, you know, believe in the mission that, you know, aside from like, you know, uh, this being a viable business, it's important that, you know, the mission or are, are, uh, that everyone else, you know, aligns with the mission of spreading the joy of eating, which is like, you know, the, the company is
0: really passionate about. You mentioned a little bit about, you know, limiting the menu as part of the pandemic. And obviously all restaurants have been dealing with, in addition to the pandemic, staffing issues and supply chain issues. So how are you kind of handling that and dealing with those challenges? Well, we have not been exempt from all these things that are happening globally. Luckily,
1: we have partnerships with our vendors for like, you know, the longest time. You know, during the growth years, we have partnered with different vendors who actually have been with us all through the years. And so that kind of relationship, that kind of, you know, just that connection with them, help us through this pandemic. You know, we tell them what the issues are, and you know, they come up, we come up with like mutual solutions. We invest a lot in our research and development and so we have to make sure that there are alternative materials that we can use. I mean, if one is not available, we already planned out on alternatives to make sure that there is consistency and sustainability in the products, especially the best sellers that we have in our restaurants. When it comes to manpower, I mean, we just have to be competitive. Okay. At the end of the day, you know, people want to make sure that, you know, the, the pace that the pay that they get from the from the other companies. They, they they look for competitive rates. And so we actually make sure that we are able to offer that. But more than that, we follow it through with programs that will ensure that they will stay long with us. And Jollibee actually has one of the lowest turnover rates in the industry. So we're happy to have that we engage or we actually have a lot of employee engagement programs, Um, not just like, you know, check-ins and talks. But like, you know, even during the pandemic, we made sure that there's always regular communication, regular town hall meetings, you know, just really fun activities, even through virtual or through Zoom, so that we stay connected with them. We actually are very excited that we're once again going to have our in-person national convention. We do that actually annually. We missed it for two years. We did that virtually during the two years that there was a pandemic. And today, or ra- rather this coming March, so everyone's so looking forward to come together again for that big national convention. Oh,
0: that'll be great. You know, one of the things that, you know, as when you grow, it always is kind of hard to kind of have that balance between quality control and and your authenticity and, and the growth. So how do, you, how do you plan on, you know, kind of juggling all of that, you know, and keeping true to the brand's core values.
1: Well, one of the foundations that has been set by Jollibee ever since is what we call our standards on FSC, okay? That's our FSC program, which is Food, Service, and Cleanliness. And, you know, three simple letters, but behind it is like, you know, a whole slew of quality uh, management programming that we implement across the system. Uh, We have a dedicated quality management group that is backed also by our global quality management group in the Philippines. And they are the ones that actually make sure that, you know, we have we continue to update the standards that is relevant to like, you know, whatever is happening. Uh, Off-premise channels right now, we're able to measure quality standards in store. However, the off-premise as like, you know, the products leave the restaurant we are now formulating a process wherein we're still able to check on quality and make sure that we're able to get feedback. So we're uh, capitalizing on a team that actually goes out and do random quality checks in our stores. We have, you know, worked with or we are working with third party auditors to make sure that, like, you know, we have these surprise audits that are done in the restaurants. And we are also now going into digital uh, feedback, like, you know, just really listening to, um like, doing social listening so that we get the pulse also of customers outside of, like, you know, what we actually would normally just do in terms of audit. But I think what's really motivating our operations team is the fact that, you know, we have this big recognition program, which we call our FSC Award. Okay, so it's an annual awards program wherein we actually, you know, give recognition to the restaurants that score very highly in terms of quality. Okay, so those that are gold star performers and those that are certified. So we dedicate one whole day of, like, you know, a formal awards you know event okay so it's some kind of like our oscars within the company in you know everybody gets dressed up and they go up on stage and re- get recognized and you know i mean our team members love that okay and we love like you know just really giving them that recognition because after all it's one whole year of hard work making sure that you know you know there are you know, minimal to zero customer complaints and that, you know, they're able to deliver on the quality
0: standards that the company has set. So one of your most well-known team members is your mascot. You know, you can't look at any of your branding or, you know, you go on YouTube and, you know, it's all over there. So how important do you think the role of the mascot has been in, you know, helping the brand grow and also kind of, you know, keeping with that upbeat and joyful atmosphere
1: well the mascot actually is like really closely associated with the brand and so you know people take uh, one look at the mascot and it actually epitomizes the joyful experience that they can expect from the brand so you know the the bee is also very symbolic for us internally okay Mm -hmm. because the bee is a representation of like you know somebody who is hardworking but you know happy going about the tasks and you know that that's how the word or the name Jollibee came about okay I mean our our founders want, like, you know, team members who are hardworking and, you know, continue to be as happy as a bee. And, and so as long as our team members are happy doing what they are doing, it actually just resonates to our customers. Okay. And so just really having the be there with the smiling face just really epitomizes all that,
0: you know, our mission of, of spreading joy. And you've also had a lot of, you know, video, social media, you know, on the on the marketing side of videos that are really heart touching, you know, that people are always commenting on. So how important is that kind of marketing for the brand? Jollibee is all about family.
1: It's all about relationships. And, you know, beyond the food. You know, Jollibee is all about the memories that people have with the brand. I mean, in the Philippines, like, you know, I mean, Jollibee is a place where people go not just to eat, but you know, do celebrations or celebrate milestones like graduation or maybe even baptisms or even, you know, just really small successes. You know, they pass the board or they pass the test or anything like that. So it's symbolic about like, you know, just really all these special memories that they. Have with the brand, and you know, just really, there's an emotional aspect, and there's an emotional attachment, and so with this kind of campaigns, it just really, uh, you know, reminds people on you know how Jollibee has touched the lives or has been part of the lives of
0: uh, people who have interacted with the brand. One thing we didn't talk about is how how are you using technology, and how is it helping you grow? Well, we're now beginning to, like, you know, use a lot of technology
1: to, like, you know, really increase our digital footprint. Uh, we are, honestly, like, you know, behind a little bit on that one, but we're gearing up. We've put in a digital uh, business channel group that will concentrate on making sure that, you know, all the technology that's available to, like, reach out customers, we're able to put into place. So we're investing, you know, a lot on 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 those digital tools that are available right now. We are enhancing. Our app, as well as our website, the app to like really make sure that it's a better user experience for them uh, by customizing it and making sure that we're able to put in the piece of loyalty. I mean, honestly, right now we don't have the loyalty piece in our app, okay? But that's something that people clamor for because, you know, we have a lot of loyal fans and loyal customers who'd like to, of course, enjoy also programs on loyalty. So in what ways do you engage with your customers right now? Well, aside from like you know, just really having that face to face engagement sure. with them, we also have like you know, a voice of the customer okay, which is a, a digital survey that's done okay. We do uh look a lot uh look into like you know our net promoter scores that you know customers give us. It's important for us to know what they're saying about it. We identify what are the areas they think we need to improve on and you know just prioritize those that need action on okay. So that's sort of like, you know, gives us a guide on, you know, what are the things that we need to put into place to make sure that they have a better experience and, you know, just really move net promoter score uh, higher. So we we do a lot of that. And I did mention that, you know, feedbacks coming from customers either through Google or Yelp, uh, you know, we put in a program wherein, you know, we started listening to all these feedbacks we're also getting from these social websites.
0: And, you know, your growth plan is so ambitious. What do you feel are any challenges or hindrances in making that plan come to fruition?
1: Well, real estate is a big challenge right now, okay? because, you know, you would think that maybe real estate is going to be more available just because of the pandemic. It's not. It's not. I mean, everyone else is scrambling to get prime sites, we drive through, and so you need to be really be very competitive. Supply chain has really brought in a challenge as well in a way that, you know, the investments to put up a restaurant has like, you know, gone up. Uh, even timeliness, you know, the turnaround time of building a store has gone longer just because mm-hmm. all the inputs like steel, wood, equipment, st- um, stainless steel facilities, it takes longer now to do that. So. We have to plan around it, make sure that, you know, we plan way, way ahead so that, you know, we're able to get to the growth trajectory that we're, you know, targeting.
0: Right. Five years from now, we're talking, having a new other conversation, which would be amazing. You know, where do you where do you see yourself in, in part of how, how this brand is growing and kind of, you know, having this this dream be realized?
1: Well, in five years from now, I'd like to like, you know, maybe talking to you again and say like, you know, we're over 500 stores already and we have like, you know, we're we're, we're continuing to expand and grow and, you know, having our people like, you know, grow with the company as well. So really exciting times ahead. And, you know, there's really we're all excited about it, you know, just really growing globally. Perfect. Thank
0: you so much. That was great.